This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hello, everyone. We are back at it again with a new episode of Design Huddle. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to prepare for a job that doesn't yet exist. I know, say what? We'll get more into it. But today, this episode is a solo episode by myself, Ryan Warrender, but our normally scheduled programming with Brendan will be back next week. But let's get into today's episode. So we're back again to add another episode. And we're, today we're going to be talking about a very important topic, which is how do you get a job for careers that are popping up over the next 10 years? And if you're not familiar with this podcast, well, it's a podcast for designers, creators, hustlers to level up in your career. We talk about everything, graphic design, product design, personal branding, interesting topics that are tech related. And we also interview some of the most creative people in the industry today. Today is not an episode where we're going to be interviewing people, but more a reflection piece of some things that have kind of popped up, also some personal anecdotes, and hopefully some tips and tricks that can make you more productive in your own career. So as you know, this show is hosted by myself, Ryan Warner, and Brendan Gross. We drop new episodes every Monday, so you can crush it while at work, on the train, wherever you consume podcasts, you know, we'll be there. So today's topic, let's dive in. So when coming up with the topic of how to prepare for a job that doesn't yet exist, I actually think this is more relevant than ever. So when I was in college, I studied, I had, I had a degree in graphic design, which kind of satisfied my, my creative passions, um, where I spent my time mostly in, you know, Photoshop. It had a little bit of, you know, um, ad focus, but I was really just spending most of my time like making um, mock-ups. A lot of them actually were print mock-ups at the time, some digital, but um, so graphic design, my other degree was a business degree. It was called management information systems. So I had a business degree and I had a graphic design degree. So out of college, there was really, it was around the time when UX careers were kind of sprouting up. Um, I don't think UX like fully took off at the point. It, UX was kind of thrown around a little bit. It was called human computer, you know, interaction. Um, so the career of being a UXer was something that's you know, was not super popular. And I still think today that a lot of people do not understand the value of being, uh, having a UX career. But regardless, the purpose of me saying this is that um, I've had, I've had, you know, roles, I've had jobs. And I've heard a ton of my friends basically say that they have had jobs that they had no idea that they were actually going to, you know, to exist. And the really, the reason behind this is that, you know, I took my design degree, I took my business degree. And if you match those together, what you actually end up coming with is someone that likes to use design to solve business-related problems. Ta-da, that's pretty much today's UX strategist, designer, whatever. Um, so the reason that this is really, really important is that we live in a time when technology is evolving faster than ever, a time when you know digital currencies, self-driving cars, and you know drone delivery are closer to reality than ever. So, But the problem really is, you know, we have, you know, AI and um, automation. So a lot of people say that by 2030, you know, when our current kindergartners and high school graduates, 
you know, automation will really start to phase out, you know, many career paths that are available today. So how can you stay relevant? How can you make sure that your skills, regardless if you're younger or you've been in an industry for 20 years, that you know you have job security, but you're also thinking about careers that might come up down the road? And just to give a little bit more context here, there was another survey that came out in February of 2018 that said um, the, the Workforce Institute at um, Kronos basically found that three out of five organizations, which is you know roughly 58% internationally, have yet to discuss with their employees AI's potential impact on the workforce. So it's really important that you know you do your own homework, you figure out you know what is the impact and how you can kind of make sure that you're staying ahead of the curve. So some solutions. What should you do to prepare for a job that doesn't yet exist? Or basically like how can you get skills to make sure that you can get a job you know 10 years down the road that didn't exist? For example, UX designers was not a career in the 1980s. I'm sure there was people that used design to solve problems, but basically there was people that were stacking skills so that when these opportunities came up in different industries, they could use um, use those you know, to actually make a career out of it. So my first solution is to develop soft skills. Soft skills are super, super important, the first of which is a strong work ethic. This is, I know this kind of seems like an obvious one, but people that have strong worth ethics, regardless of what industry you do, regardless of what job, people are going to want to work with you. I think of it as like when you were in college, were you the kind of person that, you know, when you got assigned a group project, did you run point on it? Were you the one sending out emails to meet up in the library or the computer lab? Were you the ones that kind of, or or did you kind of just sit back and let someone else drive? Well, even if you were the person that sat back and let someone else drive, it's really important that you know, you do have a strong work ethic and that you're able to execute and get things done in a timely fashion. The second soft skill that I feel strongly about is being a strong communicator. Um, This is everything. Emails, slide presentations, public speaking. This really just comes from practice and keep trying. I remember the first time I joined the workforce, you know, sending a four sentence email was a really huge deal. I would read it 50 times. I would, you know, you know, read it out loud. I would run it by people. And then eventually you get more and more comfortable of crafting concise messages that get the point across and keep everyone informed. Um, the other piece here is public speaking. I, I've never been someone that likes public speaking. I've been, I've done public speaking more as I've gotten more senior in my, in my career, but public speaking is something that the only way you're going to get better is by practicing, forcing yourself to find opportunities to kind of hone those skills, get comfortable in front of crowds. Um, again, like, I remember presenting in college uh, for final presentations and like not being able to sleep the night before, you know, almost feeling nauseous before a presentation, you know, getting dry mouth, normal things that people have. Public speaking can be a great differentiator regardless of your career of interest. The second or sorry, the third soft skill is project management. So being able to get things done. How can you take an initiative from point A to point B on time? You know, if there's a budget on budget, and meeting everyone's expectations. Good project managers are the backbones of projects. I cannot emphasize that enough. There's a ton of free programs, you know, YouTube videos of how to be a good project manager, but I think this is a skill that everyone can benefit from honing in and getting better at. Um, number four on the soft skills front, being a team player. Pretty obvious, but you know, everyone knows that strong teams are able to execute faster, more flexible to change, and they ultimately can deliver better results. So this is really a matter of, you know, regardless if you're a freelancer or you work with a large team, 
there's always opportunities to be a better team player. You want to be someone that, you know, is reliable when they say they're going to do something, you're able to get it done. Um, and you're also willing to pick people up, you know, mentor more junior people and also listen from more senior people to make sure that you're able to contribute in a thoughtful way. So the last soft skill of the first bucket of how to prepare for a job that doesn't yet exist is an ability to accept and, and learn from criticism or feedback. This is super important. Are you someone that's when you get feedback, you immediately kind of, you know, um, take it as like someone's insulting you or coming directly at you personally, or able to say like, Hey, that's pretty good feedback. Like, let me reflect on that. Try to tweak it and do it a little better the next time. I think that designers in particular are really good at getting feedback, processing it, um, and also giving other designers feedback. So I really would uh, like encourage everyone to find opportunities to get feedback, whether it's on your designs, you know, on your project management or any part of your career, um, and also learn and you know make some tweaks on um, how to become you know better at whatever the current job you have. So the second main bucket of how to prepare for a job that doesn't exist is to take advantage of every educational opportunity that you can find. Invest in yourself. There is so many articles, so many people on Instagram, so many people on YouTube that are delivering so much amazing free content. Some of which that I'll highlight here, but there's a million more out there and you should kind of do your own homework and find whatever you're interested in. So if you're interested in design, here's three good ones. If you're not, you're still going to find some resources on this that'll be helpful for you. So one is which is called Hack Design. Um, the lessons are delivered to your inbox, like a, I think weekly. The links have articles, tutorials, and even, even cheat sheet of tasks and lists that you should think about to improve skills on. I think they have some really, really good ones on um, being a tactical UX designer. So that's a good one. Another one is my.path. Thousands of courses, articles, um, all in one place, 100% of content ready. So, you know, you can kind of just find what you're looking for and start learning immediately. That's a really good one that's started to sprout up. Uh, Skillshare, if you've been on YouTube ever, a lot of YouTubers promote Skillshare and they have deals with Skillshare, but you can learn creative skills, bite-sized content, just 15, 10, 15 minutes a day, pick up a new skill, get better at it. Um, that's huge. It's huge to be able to do that. Um, last way to kind of invest in other educational opportunities is just do it, right? Like find a class, find a program, but you can also do stuff for free, like go to a meetup, go to like a lot of uh, startups and incubators and accelerators are always having free meetups in cities where you can go and talk to like-minded people, talk about their path, talk about, you know, potential side projects, going to meetups, meeting with people in person, nothing better than that in terms of, you know, building out your relationships, your network, um, which will obviously help a ton um, for finding, uh, you know, jobs that don't currently exist. The last, probably the most important, but also the most general, stay flexible and open to change. You want to stay hungry, right? Even if you've been in your career for 20 years, it, it doesn't, it, the, the way the current, you know, our, the job market and, you know, how flat the world has become is, is that, you know, industries move quick, stuff changes fast. So as a result, you need to make sure that you're seeing what's coming around the corner. So if you're a designer, maybe, you know, flex some from additional skills and be better at, you know, being your business skills. Like how do you be a better marketer? How do you be better at sales? And maybe if you're great at sales, like try to be more technical or try to be a little bit better at, you know, being able to make a quick mock-up to get an idea across. So there's tons of opportunities that whatever your core skill set is, whether it's, you know, 
you're a finance person, a design person, a business person, it doesn't really matter. Start to, if that's the hub of the wheel, you know, start to branch out and find other things that can kind of ultimately solidify and make that wheel stronger and stronger by adding more spokes to it. Um, but this kind of, you know, one thing to keep in mind is like, don't stretch yourself thin. Um, being a generalist is great, but you definitely want to have, you know, something that people know and can lean on you for um, in terms of having some really uh, strong skills. Uh, and the last, like, and, and the last kind of point on this is interdis- interdisciplinary knowledge. So a lot of future careers are going to require pulling information from a lot of different fields to come up with a creative solution. Um, especially to solve problems that we don't even know currently or that are, that are going to exist. So um, this is easy for everyone to work on. There's always opportunities to look at other industries that you don't spend, you know, your work weekend to find how you can look at those industries and apply it to your own. So those are, those are some, those are my like top level things to think about. Develop soft skills. Soft skills are really important. Those all matter regardless of your industry, regardless of your degree. You can always, always work on those. Uh, the second, take advantage of educational opportunities, invest in yourself, whether it's going back to school, doing it for free online, finding a mentor, whatever it is. That's a huge um, way that I recommend is investing in yourself. And last, staying flexible, being open to change, seeing what's coming down the pipeline is super, super important. So to kind of move the conversation forward next is thinking about what are the fastest growing industries to watch out for? So these are obviously my opinion, but um, some things that I think are coming down the line is there's a few. So I'll highlight you know five that I think are going to be really important, fast-growing industries with new jobs and a lot of opportunity. So one of which is transportation. I read an article that the forecasted job growth from 2016 to 2018, uh, sorry, to 2026, they expect a 108% increase. Transportation, everything from, you know, trains that run faster, autonomous vehicles, you know, better airlines and how we're getting from point A. You have crazy ideas like the Hyperloop. People are always going to need to get from point A to point B to travel cities for work and pleasure. So the transportation industry is definitely going to be continue to get, you know, disrupted and have more and more interesting opportunities for jobs, designers um, to thrive. The second, um, environmental science, um, specifically also like energy-related jobs. There's a forecasted growth, uh, forecasted job growth from 2016 to 2026 of 115%. No surprise here with the boom of electronic, um, uh, sorry, electric vehicles um, and um, green energy. This is kind of a, a no-brainer. But I think you know as we as you know, problems continue to persist. It's super important that we find solutions that, you know, we can make the environment cleaner, incentivize people to make better decisions and, you know, ultimately being more thoughtful of how we, you know, treat the planet that we live on. So there's going to be a ton of jobs that sprout up in that industry. Um, the third one, which I checked, I, I, I think still has a ton of opportunity is healthcare, mainly because healthcare will always be around. Um, there's always, you know, people that need their health taken care of. Um, the forecasted job growth from 2016 to 2026, and this one was 121%, which is huge. I really just think for me, healthcare, um, my personal observations is that healthcare still feels a little outdated to me. I still think that there's a lot of other industries that feel like they're much farther along 
than healthcare. Um, so I think there's just going to be more, whether it's software or overall hospital design, I think there's a lot of opportunity to improve uh, the workflow and efficiency of, of hospitals and the entire healthcare industry. Another industry to watch, um, kind of, it's been around forever, but the reason that it's changing is a sub-element of it uh, I have is finance. Um, and the reason that I think finance is, is you guessed it, blockchain. So, but when people hear blockchain, they immediately go to you know Bitcoin or Litecoin or Ethereum or another cryptocurrency. But that really is a limited view of you know blockchain's technology and the true potential of it, which can be developed into like, you know, it can be applied to pretty much any industry. It has a ton of use cases, but um, the main reason is, is like I'm personally fairly bullish on blockchain. And if you're not sure, if you're not, if you've never heard of blockchain, I'm sure you've heard of Bitcoin. But blockchain, separate than Bitcoin, at its core, blockchain is just a technology that is decentralized and transparent way of exchanging information. So I'll keep it very high level. I don't want to spend too much time going down that. Because I'm sure your uncle or one of your crazy friends is always chewing off your ear about cryptocurrencies. But um, they're probably not wrong to a point. I, I do think that their blockchain will continue to be get integrated to future um, industries down the road. Um, and the forecasted job growth in this sector, 2016 to 2026, 107% growth. That's crazy. And um, the other piece is the last piece just shouldn't come as too much surprise as con- consumer retail, you know, still forecasted to grow from 2016 to 2026 by 103%. Consumer retail, you know, it, it, it's been around forever. It will be around forever, but it's just, you know, what are people, what are people um, selling? I think we're living in a time where people are doing more direct to consumer. You have companies like away that are selling, you know, high quality suitcases direct to consumer um, companies like Warby Parker that are selling high quality glasses direct to consumer mattresses. There's a ton of companies that are out there direct to consumer. All of these types of companies I think are going to continue, but I think there's a lot of opportunity to find whatever you're, if you're passionate about, you know, sub, if you're passionate about retail or fashion, there's going to be a million opportunities, um, within these industries, um, to make them, you know, to be, help them become more efficient, so those are the the five to watch out for: transportation, environmental science, healthcare, finance, and consumer retail. I don't think any of those, you know, are going to be overly surprising to anyone. But I do think those are five that I personally feel will be have a ton of uh, growth and new jobs kind of sprouting up that don't currently exist. So yeah, that's most of like the things I wanted to chat about today, but. One last thing I want to leave everyone with is that I was kind of giving some thought of what are the crazy jobs that don't currently exist that are going to be there in the future. So one of which, which I've been reading more and more about, which I can't believe, but it makes a ton of sense, is actually a trash engineer. Well, did you did you did I did you think you misheard me there? You didn't. Trash engineer. So what is that? I mean, well, the truth of the matter is humans produce 2.6 billion pounds of trash annually. And what do we do with that? We throw it in a landfill. So being thoughtful on how we manage waste is going to be incredibly more and more important. Um, Another one is an autonomous vehicle service engineer. So 55% of small businesses recipients recently responded to a survey who believe that their fleets will be fully autonomous within 20 years. And that came from Mitsubishi. But obviously, 
autonomous vehicles. Everyone's been hearing about it for a while, but there's going to be a ton of, you know, service or tech related jobs within those industries. Another one is augmented reality, um, which is, you know, but augmented reality journey builder. So basically think of like UX designers for immersive experiences. So this is going to be someone that's, um, you know, can think of it like almost like an artist or a designer that can be responsible for writing, designing, building, um, augmented, you know, experiences. I think this is also like going to be huge in gaming, you know, immersive gaming experiences. I, obviously gaming is another industry that I could have highlighted that has going to have a million new jobs, but I think that's one to keep an eye on as well. Another crazy job, but that currently exists, but I think we're going to see more popularity is urban farmers. So the ability to grow crops, um, locally and be able to distribute it to restaurants and people in a city in a timely fashion. Um, as populations grow faster than ever, we need to feed them. So urban farmers are going to be people that are able to, you know, raise, you know, crops ultimately and deliver them to stores. Last craziest one, but I think this is not far off is a commercial space pilot. Elon Musk, Richard Branson, everyone's racing the space and soon civilian space exploration will be a thing of reality. You know, who knows? We might even have like hotel management for the moon. So you can see I'm getting a little, you know, off track. These are probably pretty crazy, but you know, who knows? Like maybe some of the jobs that you guys have now, people never thought would exist. Um, But those are like my five crazy ones. Trash engineer, autonomous vehicle, service engineer, augmented reality journey builder or designer urban farmer and commercial space pilot. Pretty cool, pretty unique episode. But in close, that is today's episode. In the coming weeks, quick reminder, we want to feature your questions on an episode. We want to hear from you. We want to answer your direct questions. So to get featured, you must be following Brandon at Brandon Gross, me at Ryan Warner, and our new Instagram handle, um, you know, Design Huddle. We'll be featuring it in our Instagram stories, DM us with your questions, and we'll try to answer as many as possible on an upcoming episode. As a reminder, this is super important. You guys rock. Thank you so much for your continued support. I'll catch you on the next one. Have an awesome week. Peace.